Hello everyone, my beautiful people. Good morning, good afternoon. It's Selfish Sunday. We're doing the damn thing. We're taking back the Sunday scaries and we're making Sunday our favorite day of the week because it's our time to do all the selfish things, improve our mind, body, and soul. Just really get it together before we go into another treacherous week. But I want to take a minute to just say thank you for everybody that sent me feedback on last week's premiere episode of the Girl You're Fine podcast. It's been so motivating to really hear what everybody thinks and really get things together and streamlined for this episode. And I hope I can continue to do that. So I do need your help. Make sure to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Give me a five-star rating if you think I'm deserving of it and tell me what you think or slide into my dms on instagram if you're not already following me make sure you do it's at girl underscore you're fine and let me know what i can add what i can take away what's going to make this experience better for you because we want to make sure it's selfish and relaxing but if you are already following me on instagram you know what we're going to be talking about today you know it has a little something to do with food and we'll get into that but if you don't want to miss out get all the teasers, get all the, you know, little hints that I'm dropping throughout the week on what we're going to be discussing because I like leaving you all on cliffhangers. It's exciting and it keeps you coming back for more. But as usual, we're going to jump into what we can do to improve ourselves. How can we make this the most selfish Sunday possible and make sure that we're improving our mind, body, and soul? There are times where some of us are not feeling our best Our friends and family are not cutting it for who can help us get to where we need to get to. And we just need to seek the next level of help. We need to go to the professionals. We need to get some insight on why we're feeling the way that we're feeling. Those are going to be your therapists, your counselors. Maybe you're bypassing that. You're just going right to a psychiatrist, getting medication that you need and getting the fuck out of there. I want to make sure that everybody knows this information. It is vitally important. Going to a therapist does not mean that you are crazy. It means that you are looking to improve yourself. So I'm giving you the Selfish Sunday recommendation of if you need to, find a therapist. It is extremely important to talk about the way that you're feeling and make sure that you're making improvements on yourself. So go online, psychtoday.com, call your insurance company, do whatever you need to do in order to make sure that you're getting the help you need. When you go see a therapist, if your symptoms are severe enough, typically what your therapist is going to do is refer you to a psychiatrist or maybe, like I said, you just bypass the talk therapy and you go straight to the psychiatrist and you get medication that's going to help you deal with the symptoms of whatever diagnoses you may have. But what we often forget to tell our therapists because we just don't think it's relevant or it's an issue we don't want to deal with at the time is outside of our mental health, all of the other things that could be impacting the way that our mind is affecting us on a day-to-day basis. Now, this is going to be a little overwhelming, but don't worry. I'm going to break it down for you by giving you an example of what I'm talking about. When you're looking at your entire body, because yes, your brain is a part of your body, so other things that you do to your body are going to impact your brain, you need to look at medical issues that you might not be addressing, the exercise that you're getting, the food that you're putting in your body, 
your hygiene, it's dry skin season, everybody should pick up the Nivea Intense Healing 72-Hour Dry Skin Serum because with my flaky-ass eczema skin, it's definitely been helping. But all of those things are going to have an impact on our mental health. If you're in chronic pain, most likely you're going to be depressed because you're just not feeling good all day, every day. If my skin is constantly fucking itchy on a daily basis, I'm probably going to be a little cranky too. In the long run, if you're not addressing any of those issues, you're going to end up being in therapy a lot longer because you're not going to be able to relate what the actual problem is to how you're feeling or maybe just alleviating some of the symptoms and addressing the other things that need to be talked about. So let let me give you a little example before you jump down my throat and say that that would require so much more work and that means I have to talk to all these other doctors and specialists. Think of it this way. Let's say you're in therapy for six months and you just keep going in and saying, I feel depressed, I don't feel good every day but you're not addressing the fact that your back constantly hurts. If you're in therapy for six months and you never address that, I can guarantee you you're probably not going to feel better. But if you look at your body as a whole and say, okay, my mind's not feeling good. My back is also never feeling good. Let me go to a chiropractor and resolve that issue. You're probably going to feel better a lot quicker. So everything that you think of all the other things that you're doing to your body that are impacting your mind as well, you have to address in order to feel the best that you possibly can. And in the shortest amount of time possible, because I know you all don't want to be going through years and years of therapy and medication changes and mystery to try and find out what the problem is. Most likely, it's right in front of your face or what's right in front of your face is a huge contributor to deeper issues that are going on and we got to get those taken care of. So I want you to do a quick body scan. Figure out if there's any areas that you are not addressing but currently you're struggling with your mental health. Figure out what you're doing on a daily basis. Go through your planner. Figure out what activities you're doing, how much exercise you're getting, and maybe the answer is as simple as that. But I do recognize that it's not always as simple as that because there are individuals that I like to break up into three different categories who are taking medication and may or may not need it. So my first category of individuals are those with severe mental health disorders who are taking medication to minimize severe symptoms that we're having. So that's your individuals that are diagnosed with schizophrenia, bipolar, ADD, ADHD, that are taking medication in order to ensure that they and those around them are safe and they're minimizing the severe symptoms that impact their ability to function on a daily basis. If you are suffering with any of those diagnoses and you are taking medication, I'm proud of you. I hope that you continue to do so and you continue to seek out your therapist and your psychiatrist to make sure that your success continues. Then we have our second group of individuals. These are individuals who are diagnosed with something less severe, but their symptoms are so severe that they can't address what is going on. Maybe they can't leave their house. They can't interact in social settings. And medication is necessary in order to jumpstart the process 
process of therapy. Again, I'm all for that. And if you're currently doing that and in the process of getting to where you need to get to to make a sustainable and impactful change in your life, I hope that you continue to do so. But then we have our third category of individuals. And these are people who are going to a psychiatrist or a therapist, getting a prescription written real quick. The issues are never being addressed, but they're not that severe. They just need to be taken care of but we're just taking a magic pill and hoping that it works. This is not a sustainable resolution to your problem, and I'll tell you why. Medication, eventually, our body develops an immunity to, and it stops working. This is why they tell you if you have a headache and it's not that bad, you probably shouldn't take Advil or Tylenol because your body eventually just develops a way to fight against it and it doesn't work anymore. So if you don't need medication, but you continue to take it, eventually you're going to need more and more and more of that medication in order to make sure that the effects are still happening. But there is one medication, one drug that your body will never develop an immunity to because your body is meant to process this drug and utilize its vitamins and minerals and nutrients to break down and do what it's supposed to do. And that drug is food. Yes, food is considered a drug. And no, I'm not pulling that out of my ass to get my point across. I've gotten many studies and books that all report the same thing. Food has an impact on the chemicals in our brain and the organs in our body, and those foods impact our well-being every day. I know this may seem like a very obvious point to make, but it still doesn't explain the fact that we don't use that obvious point when it comes to our mental health. So every food that you eat is obviously going to have a list of ingredients. Those ingredients, if you're eating processed foods, are often consisting of chemicals and things called natural flavors. We don't need those. Our body does not need them. But if you continue to eat them, your body craves them and you become addicted to them similar to a drug. And then we need more of that drug and more of that drug because our body develops a craving for it over time. And the side effects of this drug, right, the food that we're consuming can be compared to major side effects in psychotropic medication, which we consider very serious. And we don't want to take certain medication because it makes us gain weight. It gives us suicidal thoughts. It gives us mood swings. We are restless, aggressive, dizzy, drowsy. But We don't pay attention to the fact that food is giving us those same side effects. So why do you think it's so hard for you to stay on a diet? When you stop eating those foods that your body's craving so much, you're essentially withdrawing from all of them. Yeah, you're withdrawing, like you're withdrawing from a drug. I mean, why do you think that when there's a day that goes by where you don't have any coffee, you have a huge headache or you go on a no carb diet and you get super cranky? So Over time, what we need to do is train our bodies to begin to crave the good foods that are now being used to have a positive impact on our mental health. And I'm not talking a long time like weeks, which seems like a long time if you're not eating bread, but I'm talking like months, which 
is why often people revert to processed foods again because they just don't want to deal with the symptoms that they're experiencing from the side effects of this drug that we put into our bodies every day because it's necessary for us to survive. So that all sounds pretty serious, right? And I don't need any of these food companies that are putting out processed foods coming after me because I don't think that's my place. And other people do that. Um, You can check out the food babe on Instagram, uh, who I personally heard on the Skinny Confidential podcast, who goes into all of the chemicals that are in the processed foods and exactly what they're doing. And I don't want to take away from those platforms, but I want to build my own platform on why do we neglect the fact that a nutritionist or a dietitian could be so crucial to our mental health. There are a ton of evidence-based published studies, yes, published studies, not Google searches and Wikipedia pages that actually demonstrate the impact on both adolescents and adults with a healthy diet and how it improves their mental health. So in all of these studies that were of people observed over years, It demonstrated that when they had a healthy diet of non-processed foods, fruits, vegetables, meats, all of their mental health scores went up over a period of time. So if we can look at this simple fact, this simple piece of our life that we all have so much control over, how much control is that going to give us over our mental health? I mean, most of mental health is a loss of control over your own mind. But if we can do this, if we can overcome that addiction of all these processed foods that we have, then we can get to a space where we're able to address our mental health issues with such a clear mind. It would be insane. And I think it would open up the ability for us to have whole centers of holistic mental health services where you could go see a therapist and then you could go down the hall and talk to a nutritionist about the foods that you should be eating to improve your anxiety. There was a study published by a Harvard doctor, and I hope I'm saying her name right, Uma Nadu, that focused on the food that you eat and it decreasing your anxiety symptoms. And I wanted to make sure I gave you guys some facts on what type of foods you should be eating and how it's going to impact your anxiety or your depression or other symptoms that you have. So they did the study on mice. Half of the mice had a high magnesium diet and the other half had a low magnesium diet. The mice with the low magnesium diet exhibited symptoms of anxious behavior that the other mice did not. So high magnesium foods are going to be your leafy greens, kale, spinach, also a diet high in zinc, which is your cashews, beef, egg yolks, omega-3s, asparagus, B vitamins, which is your almonds and your avocados, probiotics, so you can go out and drink your booch at Whole Foods, 
which by the way, does anyone drink kombucha and feel a little giggly and tipsy? I did not know the first time I drank it that it does have alcohol in it. So maybe I'm a lightweight now. I don't really know that kombucha is making me drunk. But in addition to that, foods high in antioxidants like berries, fruits, nuts, and beans are all going to increase your serotonin. So the serotonin is the chemical in your brain that makes you happy. So if that increases and you see improvements in your anxiety, more than likely you're going to see improvements with depression as well. And serotonin can also be produced by exercising. Get your ass off the couch and go for a little walk. It's as simple as that. Just get your body moving. Will all of this work right away? No. Because if you're eating processed foods, your pipes are probably clogged and you have to clean them out in order for your body to absorb all the nutrients of the good foods that you're eating. So if there's any time to do a quick cleanse, it would be now for your mental health, not for a 10 pound weight loss over three days so you could be in a bikini over spring break. Do it for the right reasons. Get yourself in shape and feeling good and feeling healthy for the right reasons because if you're feeling better and you have all these reduced symptoms of anxiety and depression, I guarantee you you're going to want to reach for the healthier foods over the processed foods because you now know the difference in feeling anxious and feeling happy. And trust me, it's a very big difference. I don't practice a healthy lifestyle all the time. And I'm constantly working on trying to change my mentality of why I want to get healthy and why I want to lose weight. And it's not just to be skinny for me anymore. I'm working on changing that narrative in my mind for me to say, I want to eat healthy in order to be healthy, in order to have mental clarity and be in a happier space so I can interact with people I love and I can have more energy to do things and get out of the apartment over just I want to be skinny because that only lasts for so long. Trust me. So take back control of what you previously thought you had no control over and really analyze your life and your choices. That sounded really deep. Your lifestyle and the things that you're doing that you can easily change to try and control any mental health symptoms that you've been feeling. And if you're in a deeper place, I totally recognize that you might need a little more support and it's not as easy as just changing your diet. And if you are in that place, link down below will be a bunch of resources for you of help and support that you can reach out to in order to get to the place that you need to be to feel your best and be your best every day. I look forward to next week we're going to be having a possible guest on the podcast so I will keep you posted on that but make sure to follow me at girl underscore you're fine on Instagram and continue to send me that feedback have a wonderful rest of your selfish Sunday put that Nivea lotion on your skin and stop being such a flaky bitch thanks guys I'll see you next week